Hello everyone, welcome to the latest episode of Up the Ladder podcast. Uh, this is Dr. Doug Endel with Westerville Chiropractic and Nutrition. And today I'm going to be chatting with you about one of my favorite topics um, because it's been really fun to experience and learn about over the last um, six months. I've used this um, quite a bit in the winter and um, as I'm doing more training for my event, I'm using it a lot more now, which is cold exposure. So I first got turned on to cold exposure um, actually at a seminar. Uh, they had a breakout session and um, a lady was doing um, breathing techniques. And um, the breathing techniques were part of um, a method called Wim Hof or a guy who teaches it called Wim Hof. Um, which he holds a lot of world records for cold exposure. And so she was teaching some of the basic methods of uh, breath work, which he uses in cold exposure. And so I took, uh, in fact, um, some of us at the office together have done some of his online coursework, and I really recommend doing that uh, because it's phenomenal breathing exercises. Um, but it also, as you um, work through, gradually increases your tolerance to cold exposure. And so um, that's how I've gotten, I won't say good, because <laughs> it's not fun, but um, certainly better at cold exposure. Uh, and so today I want to talk about five benefits of doing cold exposure. Uh, and then at the end, I'll go through a couple of really simple things that you can start to possibly do um, to begin reaping some of these benefits. So the first uh, benefit of cold exposure is you start to increase something called brown adipose tissue. And so brown adipose tissue is primarily found around the collarbones, neck, sternum, upper back area, kind of this upper torso. And um, it's unique in that it generates heat to warm yourself up by burning fat. And so normally you would need to exercise to burn fat, but this adipose tissue, this brown adipose tissue, um, you, you know, burns it straight from your stomach, butt, hips, legs, um, and it, it doesn't require that you uh, burn through all of your glucose and um, glycogen stores before you start burning fat. It does that by itself automatically uh, and it's activated with cold exposure. So you can get a lot of the benefits of fat burning um, strictly by doing cold exposure. Um, of course, if you, in, if you include it with um, increased exercise like we are doing in our um, calendar club challenge right now every day, um, then you're only gonna get you know, extra benefits of fat burning um, as a result of that. So that's number one, uh, increased brown adipose tissue which burns fat when it's, once it's activated with cold exposure. Um, benefit number two is that it increases immune system. And so you, we could go into a deep, you know, boring for me, I do not like, you know, all of the different cell types of, uh, that are involved with the immune system. So we could go down a deep hole talking about a bunch of leukocytosis and granulocytosis and natural killer cells. Um, but I'll save you the, you know, the boringness of that, uh, and just know that it increases the right combination of those, uh, immune cells to fight disease and infection. 
So uh, benefit number two is that it, it boosts immune system uh, and upregulates that. Uh, number three is um, how I initially heard about cold exposure. Um, and, you know, besides doing this breath work, was from listening to um, some different podcasts and reading books about longevity. So longevity is um, pretty much living longer and being healthy while you live longer, right? So that's, that's the ultimate goal is to not just live longer, but actually have life as you're living longer. Um, and so the way cold exposure does that is there's a protein in your body called mTOR, and uh, when this protein is down-regulated, meaning that your body starts to slow the, that protein um, cascade down, um, your body does something else called upregulates autophagy. And essentially, that's a big word that means your body starts getting rid of all the junk within your cells and lets it live longer. So um, this is huge. You hear a lot about autophagy. Uh, essentially, you're getting rid of um, uh, cells that aren't working correctly. You're getting rid of, rid of like I said, kind of the junk uh, inside of cells um, or parts of cells that aren't working. And um, cold exposure increases that autophagy. Um, uh, it has got very similar benefits to increasing uh, that getting rid of cell waste. Um, very similar to calorie restriction and intermittent fasting and just fasting in general. Um, those are some of the, you know, really huge benefits of um, doing the intermittent fasting along with blood sugar and that sort of control, uh, which we'll talk about next with cold exposure as well. But um, that autophagy, getting rid of um, that cellular waste, is um, is huge uh, for longevity. Uh, and so, cold exposure is, has similar effects of doing that fasting. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as long lasting um, as if you're doing, you know, intermittent fasting or prolonged fasting. Right? You're going to be in in that stage where you're increasing that that for you know extended periods. But if you're doing this cold exposure on a regular basis, you're going to, you know, gradually be increasing that. So um, that's a huge, another big benefit um, of cold exposure is this increasing um, autophagy or getting rid of cellular waste. Um, now the really good stuff. Uh, those were good, but um, this is what I have been most excited about. Um, is this next one, which is uh, increasing your metabolism and lowering blood sugar. So this is huge for people because there are so many people who are obese, overweight, have cardiovascular issues, um, they've got diabetes. And so this is something that is um, uh, extremely beneficial at um, when a done, again, done consistently um, is great at helping to lower blood sugar. So the way that it does that is, you know, when you're cold, your, your body starts to 
um, try to generate heat to warm yourself up or to keep yourself more warm. And that takes a lot of energy. And so you're immediately burning sugar uh, in your, from your blood to increase that, to, to build, that, build that heat back up. And so if your body is burning a lot of that sugar based on your blood right now, then it's not going to your liver and your body is not going to convert that to um, glycogen um, or fat. Um, when um, it also, so cold exposure also activates um, a hormone called adiponectin. Um, and this hormone breaks down fat and shuttles it into the muscles. Um, which again, if your blood sugar is not, if, if glucose or sugar is not in your blood, um, if it's being stored in your muscles or your liver for later, um, then it's not being converted by the liver to fat. And so the more that you can shuttle that, that blood sugar um, into your muscles um, or your liver to store for later, um, that's a good thing. And so that's what this adiponectin does. It, it, it shuttles that, that glucose into your, um, your muscles so that it can use it for labor. And again, your muscles are going to be shivering. It's going to be using that energy. And that's why that adiponectin uh, hormone is released. And so there's a really, really strong connection between people who are, um, uh, have obesity, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and having low levels of this adiponectin. And so if you can increase uh, that hormone by cold exposure, then you are, again, lowering, you're increasing your metabolism, you're lowering your blood sugars, and um, you're increasing this hormone, which is associated with um, those other bad um, conditions, right? That's uh, basically metabolic syndrome. Um, number five is... Um, basically injury, healing, and recovery. So this is a, a super, super common question that I get in the office is when do I use heat? When do I use ice? Is ice good? Is ice bad? When should I ice and when should I switch to heat? Um, and so basically ice is great um, initially for an injury because it causes vasoconstriction. Uh, and so anytime you've got swelling, um, ice is really good at controlling that swelling. So classic example is you really sprain your ankle really bad and you start getting a lot of swelling around that joint. Ice is great in that case because um, you don't want that swelling to um, basically spill out into other tissues. Uh, and so um, ice, um, along with, you know, constriction and elevation are um, fantastic for that. Um, it's also good at controlling pain and muscle spasms. And so, you know, you've got your natural kind of uh, pain reliever and muscle relaxer with ice. Um, uh, and so that's, you know, a lot of times I see this with like lower back issues, your, your muscles, um, because of uh, inflammation or in the joints of the spine, your muscles start to significantly tighten up to try to protect those joints from, and, and protect you from moving when you shouldn't. And so um, ice is great at helping to relax those muscles 
Uh, in fact, especially after an initial injury or the first couple of days, ice is better than getting massage because a lot of times a real deep tissue massage will loosen those muscles up too much and then you feel worse afterwards. And so you want to be a little bit more strict with the icing and how long you do it. You don't want to do, you know, you don't want to lay on an, you know, uh, uh, ice for super long periods of time because you get the same um, effect as if you had a super deep tissue massage, um, which is the muscles will relax too much and then um, you feel a lot worse afterwards. So, um, uh, yeah, so ice is great, um, you know, initially. Um, another benefit that happens uh, with ice, you know, besides the, you know, vasoconstriction, uh, the pain control, the muscle relaxing, it actually happens after and while you take the ice off. So if you've been icing something for a while, um, you'll notice that when you take the ice off, the, uh, the area is really red. That's essentially vasodilation. So your body is, is taking more blood to that area um, to try to keep it warm so it doesn't get too cold. And so um, along with that blood that it's bringing, uh, our, our kind of new and fresh cells that will help with the inflammation process and recovery process. And so it's, it's that contrast between hot and cold and, and your body bringing more blood into that area. Um, obviously, it's not going to bring in as much as if you were heating. Um, and that's where contrast, you know, heat, heat and cold together is, is super beneficial. But um, your body also naturally does that when you ice, right? Because, you know, immediately after your ice, your body's trying to warm that tissue up. And so it's bringing more blood into that area to do that. Uh, and along with it is uh, a lot of benefits for speeding up uh, healing and um, recovery process that um, may have been slowed down because it was swollen before. So I usually tell people ice is better after an, uh, an initial injury, um, usually for up to three to five days, um, depending on the swelling. So if you can have continued swelling, then you want to keep icing. Um, otherwise, after that three to five days, so typically after that three to five days, I usually recommend people start to switch to heat uh, after that uh, for the most part. So uh, as we wrap this up, um, what are some simple things that you can do to begin incorporating cold exposure into your uh, daily lifestyle, right? So that's what we're all about is, is changing up your lifestyle and um, starting to include things um, organically, naturally into your life that are going to increase your health. Um, and so cold exposure is um, not that difficult of a, a way to do that. Um, one is, is, is kind of simple. You may be paying more, a little, little bit more for uh, electricity by doing this one, but um, uh, one is just keep your home temperature low. So, you know, 60 to 65 degrees. Um, that is going to give you a longer term exposure to that cold and um, naturally, again, kind of raise some of those hormones and um, that um, brown fat tissue. Um, so not an easy one because uh, everyone else in the family might not like it. And uh, obviously this time of year, you're going to be spending a ton more on um, 
electricity. Now, one one way to do this would be, um, I guess, in the winter time, keep your house colder. Um, that way, you're actually saving on electricity because you won't be using as much of your furnace. So, you know, however you want to look at it. But either way, uh, one method uh, is to just keep your home temperature low. Um, the next one is cold showers in the mornings. Um, I go back and forth on this. Sometimes the thought of a cold shower makes me want to uh, just go back to bed. Um, and sometimes, like this morning, I actually uh, enjoyed it. I was feeling a little sluggish waking up, so a nice cold shower actually um, got me a little bit more kick-started for the day. Um, ideally, though, you want to, if, if um, you're really looking for some of these benefits, you want to do this cold shower, um, you know, at least three to five days a week. Uh, and that Wim Hof class that I was explaining earlier is fantastic at um, building up your tolerance to that and giving you the mental tools and the breathing tools um, to be able to um, do several minutes uh, with cold shower with no problems. Um, uh, you can so ideally you would work up to three to five minutes of, of a cold shower um, either at the start of the shower or at the end of the shower however you want to break that up but three to five minutes is your ultimate goal you're not going to want to start with that um, typically you want to start with you know 30 seconds 20 seconds uh, and start to build your weight up from there um, but again I, I highly recommend that Wim Hof class it's fantastic I can help you find it if you need to um, but, uh, he's a great guy who, uh, takes you through ex, uh, breathing exercises, um, stretches, you know, all kinds of different activities, uh, and built into the class is, um, homework, which includes cold exposure. Um, my favorite, so, uh, I don't know why, but, um, I'm a little different in the fact that I prefer an ice bath or a cold bath over just standing in a cold shower. I don't know why. Um, I don't know if it's the fact that it's, you know, I'm in the shower, half of it, me is cold and the other half is warm. Um, and uh, with a, a bath, there's really nowhere else to go. But um, I prefer cold water or an ice bath. Um, you wanna, uh, you know, sit or lay in that for um, anywhere from five to 20 minutes and um, do this at least once to twice a week. So I've been incorporating this more. Uh, in fact, um, uh, today I did a 10-mile uh, hike with a pal, and um, that's going to be on my uh, list to do tonight is a cold bath. So I'm, I'm usually doing these cold baths after um, some of my longer endurance events. Um, but I would say after, um, you know, at the end of the day, after you've had, a, a, you know, some good physical activity uh, is the best time to do a cold bath um, or an ice bath. So, um, again, once or twice a week with the cold bath or ice bath, five to 20 minutes. Um, fantastic benefits. Um, and occasionally I'll do like five minutes in um, uh, a cold bath and then go hop in a hot shower and then jump back on a cold bath and go back and forth a couple of times. There's a, a, some amazing studies um, out of Finland uh, looking at this, um, that contrast sort of bath where you're hot, cold, hot, cold, uh, and the benefits of insulin sensitivity, blood sugar regulation, 
um, all of these all of these benefits that we just talked about. Um, so there's not necessarily a, you know a right way or wrong way to do it. Um, I would say you need to get at least work your way up to at least 30 seconds to a minute if you're just doing cold showers to really get the benefits. Right, doing you know turning the cold water on for 10 seconds, um, you're not. That's going to be just a cold burst of water. You're not going to get those you know the the these actual benefits that we're talking about so it needs to be for a little bit slightly extended period of time um, and that's why I like the cold bath so um, start to incorporate this let me know if you do and how it's working for you what you think uh, if you need any um, helps or resources or have questions about getting started with this uh, I'm an open book I love to uh, help I would love to help you explore this a little bit more uh, like I said, it's really made a significant difference for me in my recovery. Um, also, there's a, a mental component to it, right? If you, uh, if you do something uh, challenging mentally, uh, like this first thing in the morning, uh, sets your sets your day up for a lot of other wins um, afterwards. So uh, until next time, keep your head up, and uh, everyone have a great rest of the day.